Ten years ago this very week, my two sons and I, who were shorter than me then, arrived at the Unitarian Universalist General Assembly in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and my life shifted. I went there as a member of this congregation, a volunteer in the religious education program. I came home with a calling. It started as I made laps around the huge exhibit hall. It's one of the features of the General Assembly booths and of many organizations within the Unitarian Universalist Association, the bookstore, the robes and vestments, the chalices. I stopped at the Liberal Religious Educators Association booth and talked with some people there. They were really cool. They had Frisbees they were giving away. I may have been hooked at that moment. General Assembly can be pretty overwhelming. There's something going on every hour from 7 o'clock in the morning until 11 p.m. at night, and you know you've spent your money and you should do all the things, and then you can't. So I think that first General Assembly, I spent more time in the hallways of the convention center hiding under the stairs and talking with people. And the best part is there were people there that I knew. Michelle Grove, the former director of religious education here, was at that convention. John Morehouse, the former minister here, the first one who invited me to be a worship associate here, was at that convention. I talked to Unitarian Universalists from all around the country I sang Spirit of Life with 4,000 other Unitarian Universalists. Wow, they do harmonies and things. I voted. I voted as a delegate for this congregation. And I realized I hadn't talked to anyone here about what they would like me to vote. So I had to sit and think. I would sit before the plenary sessions, the business meetings, and read what was on the agenda. And I would think about what I knew about the people in this congregation and the work they were doing here and what they might say if they were there. And I would raise my card. By the end of that general assembly, I knew what I had to do when I got home. I applied for the director of religious education position that was open at the time. I did have one other step before that. I had to take myself off the search committee. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. In September 2009, I began my work here as a religious educator. And more importantly, I began my learning. Yes. Learning. Most religious educators are not already trained to do this vital work when they begin it. They come from many different backgrounds, 
some with one or two master's degrees in other fields, some not. Most get trained while they're doing the work through the Unitarian Universalist Association's program of Renaissance modules. It's training um, for the, the kinds of tasks that you do as a religious educator. In my usual, I don't think I know how to do this, what book class training would help, I took everything I could get to. That's nine-point type, by the way. It included all the Renaissance modules. There are, I think, ten of them now. One of them I took twice. That was the philosophy of religious education. It didn't stick the first time. Crisis management in congregations. Interfaith Youth Corps basic training. Involve workshop to um, make sure that children with special needs are an integral and important part of our religious education program and that the programming speaks to them and fills their needs as well. Policy governance, workshop for worship presenters, pastoral care for lay leaders, spiritual care for religious educators, anti-racism training, family ministry workshop, spiritual direction, history, theology. (laughs) Sometimes I slept. I never slept in on a Sunday, though. I took things online. I took things in person. I read things. I talked to people who took something that I couldn't get to. Everything. So that I could do this work the way I wanted to do it. With the best practices and full commitment. I joined the Liberal Religious Educators Association. I went to monthly meetings of our area religious educators, the Greater Washington Area Religious Educators Cluster. I learned from my colleagues. I asked questions. And before too much longer, I became sort of an elder in the group. And people were asking me about what we did. And I got so excited about what we were doing here that I would talk people's ears off about it. And they indulged me and listened and asked me questions. This same week, in 2012, after I had been a religious educator here for a few years, I went to General Assembly again, this time in Phoenix, Arizona, for what was billed as the Justice General Assembly. Well, that had me hooked right there. An entire General Assembly about all aspects of social justice work throughout the congregation, all levels, all ages, every aspect. I was your delegate again, one of more than me. It was wonderful. And although I had been a religious educator for four years or more at that point, the only reason I could be a delegate for this congregation, was that I was still a member of the congregation. More on that in a moment. I again circled the exhibit hall, and this time I was trying not to go to the seminary booths. Mm -mm. The number of people who had asked me after I did a story or a sermon, so when are you going to seminary? 
No way, that's not me. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Except maybe. You all planted a seed. Did you know that? You said, you should do that. There was that little voice, the one that told me I should tell a story 15 years ago, the one that never shut up until I did it. Yep, there it was again. And guess what it was telling me this time? You should go to seminary. No. No. Well, maybe. The other wonderful thing about that Justice General Assembly was that I got to hang out with our brand new minister at the time. He had signed a letter of agreement um, as a contract to be our contract minister. And so one of the first things he did before even coming here was go to General Assembly so he could learn more about Unitarian Universalism. And I got to hang out with him. Reverend Dr. Carl Gregg was kind of a cool guy. <laughs> and I, being a creature of a habit, would sit in the plenary hall in the same seat every time. And he would come running in with his backpack and his hiking shoes on at the last moment just before the worship service or the plenary session would start. And he would sit down next to me. Hey, how you doing? And we would make comments, sometimes rude ones, about the, what was going on on the floor. Not very often, though. And I still remember about the third day I bucked up enough courage when we were sitting there. And I said, what are you doing on August 4th? He said, why? I said, would you do a wedding? <laughs> and he pulled out his calendar, and he looked at it, and he said, yep, I could do that. And he married Charles and I right here on August 4th, 2012. <laughs> I hope he's okay with that. Um, <laughs> that was wonderful. I also got to talk to a lot of my RE colleagues at that point. I had knew so many people from all over the country because of all these trainings and the work I was doing. I especially value conversations I had with someone, and I seem to have to go far away to have lots of conversations with my colleagues who live nearby here. So I was there in Phoenix, Arizona, having these wonderful conversations with someone who was working in Rockville um, about her journey through seminary and what that meant for her religious education work as well and what that meant for her shifting of identity. And that little seed got a bit bigger. The other thing I brought back from that Justice General Assembly was a new lens for every piece of programming in our religious education program. Justice work, dismantling racism work, a global perspective on that. Who are we and who are we not? Our religious education program here has been my greatest teacher because it had pushed me to get better at something, to look deeper, to look differently at how we do religious education and how we make religious education in this building relevant to the children's lives, to their family's life, to the life of this congregation, and to the life out in the world, not just here. If you have not gone back to see what we do in class here on Sunday mornings, I encourage you to do that. 
I encourage you to let the religious education program be your greatest teacher to go deeper into Unitarian Universalism to your own spiritual life than you thought possible. Because the children can be your teachers. They are some smart kids. They will ask you questions that make you so uncomfortable you have to go find out the answer. Or an answer. Or get comfortable saying, you know what, I don't know. What do you think? Give it a try. Give it a try. I'm going to ask you to take just a moment here. If you are comfortable doing so, reach out your hand to someone next to you and hold on for just a moment. Look around at all the people here. Some faces you recognize and some you won't. Someone near you may still be carrying hurts from childhood Sunday school. Where someone may have told them they were less than what God expected. That still hurts. Here, we teach that we welcome your whole self. That each of us is valuable to the community. That we each have something to offer the world. And we encourage our young people to take that out into the world. The change we want to see begins right here. In a strong religious education program that's been cultivated and nurtured in this building. It belongs to all of you. You are all, in one way or another, a religious educator. No pressure. (laughs) You grew me into one. And that is a gift I will treasure for the rest of my life in whatever ministry I do. The fire lit ten years ago ago is growing ever brighter now. I can feel it waiting to burst out, ready to light others. My work here and your support of that work kindled the flame. Pass it on. Pass it on. Pass it on. I realize there's a a little piece that I had promised to talk about and I forgot it. And that's something that I learned in the preaching class I took last year that I have to watch my transitions. I should have them. So when I had said about being a religious educator and the only reason I could vote was because I was a member of this congregation... That just changed yesterday. The Unitarian Universalist Association's General Assembly and all the delegates there voted to have religious educators actively working in a congregation be able to vote just because they're religious educators and not because they are also members of the congregation. Woo! (laughs) 
I'm so happy about that. Religious educators are religious professionals. They are deeply committed to this work. And I'm so glad they now have a voice and a vote in their own association. <laughs> Just as I'm leaving it. I don't know. Um, the work. <laughs> I'll get to do it a different way. I want to thank Danielle, who knows me better than I thought she did, but choosing all this music today. And I have a request for whenever my ordination is that you might do Ripple by the Grateful Dead, please. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, this, is, this is both a joy and a sorrow for me. Because this has been my home and my workplace and my spiritual place for so long. I'm having a hard time imagining other places. But what I have learned is that even a bottle of bubbles can be deeply imbued with meaning if you think about it. As Peter Mayer wrote in his song, everything is holy now. And that's because of my work here and the support of this congregation and the encouragement of pretty much everybody in this room right now. Remember that. If you are in a a dark place in your life, if you are feeling like you are all by yourself, remember who is here this morning. Remember who will be here next week. (laughs) And the week after that. And the week after that. And the week after that. We are all connected. And I might be leaving the building, but I'm not leaving... You and you are not leaving me. And I will see you at General Assembly. (laughs) And in two years, when I walk across the stage during the service of the living tradition, finally having made preliminary fellowship, I expect you all to be there. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. (laughs)